to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So, what's good, y'all? Uh, today, I'm in such a good mood uh, all the way around. I had such a busy weekend. Um, so, Saturday, I went to um, I went to my nephew Avery's soccer game. He did really well. He was fantastic at goalie. So that was really exciting. And then after that, we took, we went to the fair and it's crazy because this is the fair that I went to when I was young, um, in Winston-Salem. And it's just like, I mean, it's still the same, but it's changed at the same time. So, uh, it was just, I don't know. It was kind of, it was just interesting because I was telling my sister, I'm like, I remember when we were young, we will go at night and we'll have a little ride pass and we'll just be out there like, like late as hell and I'm like I could never imagine letting my kid go to the fair by themselves and in this day and age especially not in Winston-Salem um but yeah so I did that and then this morning uh back in Charlotte I got up and I did a five mile race which was pretty good um it was uh it wasn't it started at eight o'clock so that was good so it wasn't super hot. It was like kind of like a little little breezy, you know, a little warm. Um, we ran on a greenway. So the greenway was a little, um, it had trees and stuff kind of blocking the sun. So that was cool. And uh, I felt really accomplished though, because I'm still trying to get my, my stamina back from before COVID. And, you know, during COVID, I really did not run uh, as much as I should have or, or, or what I'm used to. And uh, I was telling my friend, I was joking. I'm like, yo, when you get out of shape in your thirties and you're trying to get back in shape, that shit hit different. I feel like in my twenties, you know, I could run a little bit and you know, I could shed some pounds and just be right back in it. My thirties, man. I'm like, whew, I don't know. 37 y'all 37. Uh, let's see. But other than that, you know, I've been chilling. So I did want to talk about a few things, um, before we get into the show. So did I tell y'all that I started non-perfect strangers? I'm not really sure if I talked about that or not. If you haven't watched that on Hulu, I thought that show was phenomenal. I was totally here for it. I, I finally uh, watched the finale and I stayed up and watched that last night. And then um, I think I'm going to start clickbait. I was told to start clickbait. And then if you're into um, some spooky watches for October, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Um, that's getting really good reviews. So I'm going to start that too. Uh, and also, if you never watched Haunting of Bly Manor, I think that's what it's called on Netflix. Definitely watch that. That show was, it, it really surprised me how good that fucking show was. Definitely watch that. Um, and I also want to share, I started listening to uh seven streeter new album came out and that shit is fire. I love it. It's a vibe. I can listen to the whole thing and just let it sit and just like play. It's a vibe. So I wanted to share some of the things that I've been listening to. Um, that's really about it. I think that's, I I think that's all the recap that I have as far as like what I've been going on. I mean, to be completely honest, y'all, like I say this all the time and, and I'm, I really mean it. I'm kind of just like in this season where I'm really trying to just like spend time with my family, really be low key, you know, and I'm excited about, um, you know, my friendships. I'm excited about like some of the people that's in my life. But other than that, like, I really just been chilling. Um, so I have so much stuff to look forward to, uh, you know, coming up with the show. But, and I have some really good episodes lined up 
that I'm going to get uh, done in the next couple couple weeks. So I'm really excited. So be looking out for that. I also want to tell you, um, don't forget to follow the show. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, you can find the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, you can find the show. So don't forget to do that. And also don't forget to follow the show. Um, on Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast and Twitter is IJMT podcast. So I'm gonna tell you again at the end, but make sure you follow so you can get episode updates and tell somebody if it's, if it's an episode that resonated with you or you really enjoyed it, you can also tell me, but leave feedback and tell a friend. All right. So let's just go into the mantra of the day. Today's mantra is I am relaxing into this present moment and trusting that everything is unfolding in perfect divine timing. I like that mantra because I honestly really believe that most times the timing and things always happen with right timing, right? Um, when I say and think about certain things, um, especially, uh, like this week, my thought of the week is going to be on friendships. And when I think about certain things, I, I, I do realize that, a lot of things that's happened in my life has just been, it came at the most perfect time. It came at a time that I could, was able, was able to receive it, thankfully. And, um, and I think it matters because it's, there's been plenty of times that I've had amazing people in my life, um, maybe amazing things happening in my life. And I think sometimes it definitely has been moments I can say that I squandered those opportunities and maybe messed up some of those relationships because I just wasn't, it wasn't the right time and I wasn't in a place where I could actually receive it and actually do something with it. So I definitely think timing is everything and, um, you know, and just embracing it. So I definitely love that. All right. So let's just slide on over to the deep dive. I have two discussions we're going to talk about really quickly and we'll go into the thought of the week. All right, so this week we saw that R. Kelly was found guilty on all charges for racketeering and uh, sex trafficking. And so there's been like, I don't know, conversation, debate about this online. I actually saw the day when I was looking at this stuff that he actually, um, his Spotify streams and all that has actually increased. Let me just say this, like, my thing is like, I knew that R. Kelly was going to get found guilty. I, I I don't think, I mean, I, I wonder about the people who, uh, it's weird, right? This thing is tricky. And I'm going to say this because like, I'm not a judgmental person where I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I get that people feel like they can separate the person from the artist. But like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it personally. Um, I mean, for me, like I canceled R. Kelly way before any of this stuff came out. I mean, I found his music just to be, it got to a point where it's like, okay, like this is, this is a lot going on right now. Um, and so, but I mean, he has like so many, you know, hits. I mean, I saw him in concert and I was completely like when I was younger and I was completely just blown away. And so it's unfortunate that this situation is here because you know, I mean, it's so, it's so much music, you know, that was cultivated by him and it's so much part of the culture. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, he's, uh, he's just horrible. You know, I, I remember laying, um, uh, me and Les watched, uh, surviving R. Kelly and we literally 
uh, I feel like we were traumatized. I mean, like we were get done and I literally would just sit and just fucking just cry. Especially the episode when the, when the mom was going and she was trying to basically kidnap her daughter back. That shit was the most like heartbreaking shit I've ever seen in my life. And just, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a bonus mom. You know, I talk about this all the time. Like I, you know, I've been in the kid's life for a long time, but I mean, I, I literally would, I, I, I would fucking probably kill somebody if somebody like, you know, was, was kidnapped, kidnapped my kid, basically, um, brainwashing them and fucking raping my kid. Like that's fucking crazy. And, um, and I'm sorry. And I think 17, 18 years old, like you're still very much a young adult that can't make logical decisions. And then people are so enamored. Can you imagine at 16, 17 years old, 18 years old, like when we were young and you have like a crush on somebody or like you're a celebrity crush. And then all of a sudden this celebrity crush is like, yeah, I'll make you famous. And you know, Oh, I love you. And I want to be with you. Like that's going to have your head all fucked up. And also, you know, I think I talked about this before on another episode, you can have Stockholm syndrome where you're in love with your captor and you're in love with the person that's abusing you and things like that. So you stay. So there's a lot of things that's, that works into that. So people always just be like, well, they made the choice. But I mean, they're kids, you know, and it, it's disgusting all the way around. Um, I'm happy that he was found guilty, but I will say this. I don't want to spend too much time talking about R. Kelly, but I will say this though, uh, on a for real standpoint, I feel sorry for him from the standpoint of the people that was around him really did him a disservice. And I'm going to explain what I mean all the way down from when he was young and he was touched and he was molested as a kid, you know, obviously he never got help from that. He never got, uh, anybody that, you know, spoke with him in regards to sexuality. And then that manifested into where, you know, he became, you know, a creeper and, and having this, um, you know, situation with younger, uh, kids, you know, so it wasn't even just, uh, young women. It was men as well as men that testified against him as well. Um, and so when the people around him was keeping it secret, right? Like they, the people that worked for him definitely knew what the fuck was going on. I think it's unfortunate that probably out of fear of getting fired or whatever, but you have to ask yourself, like, I don't give a fuck how much I'm getting paid or what, what I got going on. I'm not going to fucking sit and watch somebody doing the shit that he was doing. Like, I mean, he would have these girls locked up. They had to look at the ground when people were around for punishments. They had to rub shit on their face and all, and, and some of them had to eat it. I mean, crazy fucking shit. Like I could, I could not sit by and watch that shit and not do anything. And then on top of the fact, like not get his ass some help, right? Like all the people that was around him, they're all to me part of the issue. That, that nobody's talking about, but I'm like, but you literally watched him do this predatory shit. And I feel like, you know, maybe it could be the fact that he had money and he probably wouldn't have listened and maybe he wouldn't have got help, but he definitely should have gotten help because he's just, he's a, he's a victim as well. It's just the matter. It's just a matter of the fact that he manifested his shit and did some horrible shit for years to people. You know, he's, he has years of predatory behavior, but you know, he was raped as a child as well. And I definitely feel like, you know, this is another instance where the reason why I talk so much about mental health, man, and childhood trauma, that shit is real. 
And if you don't fucking, you know, get through that shit or talk about it or something, it can manifest in so many different ways. And so, you know, um, that's why I have this show to normalize these conversations, but you know, he's a fucking monster. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not going to sit and be all like, oh yeah, you know, like praising the fact that he was found guilty. It's, it's a sad situation all the way around. And it's like, I'm, I'm glad that these women finally are being heard and that he's getting what he deserves because it's wrong and it's fucking horrible. And I mean, oof, I, when I watched Bob R. Kelly, I just, I thought about that thing for a long time, a really long time. I mean, it was really bad. And so I just think it's weird that, you know, people, I go online and I read comments and they're just like how they don't care. And, you know, they just want to step in the name of love and all this shit. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong with people, man? Like for real, for real, like what's wrong with people that you, that you don't care about him being a predator? How can you separate the two? I don't, I don't get that. I, I, I would never want to give him anything to support him in any kind of way. Like I even was seeing, uh, I think I listened to the show the other day and they said that in jail, he's still like making music for people. And he's still like, I don't know, I guess he's getting somebody to write the shit for him, like write it down for him or something. And he's still like making music in, in, in prison right now. It's just crazy. I don't know. It's interesting, but yeah, I'm just glad that the survivors, um, you know, that they, that they, hopefully that gives them a little bit of peace, hopefully, Cause that type of damage, you know, I pray that they're in therapy and, or some kind of, you know, healing counseling or something, but hopefully this gives them something. He still has to go to court, I think in Chicago and as well as in, um, LA maybe, I think. So I'm, I'm sure I don't, I don't think he's getting out of jail. So I'm, I'm sure he's about to be under the jail. So, um, all right. So the next one was, I wanted to give an update on Kelly Price. Last week, I talked about how she was missing. Now, this situation is kind of weird, right? So first, I want to say I'm happy that Kelly Price uh, is healthy. Um, I feel like it was really confusing because after I recorded, like the very next day, she did an interview with TMZ. And she was just like how basically, yeah, she had COVID. She was in the hospital. She was in ICU. And basically, like she died. She was like, she died and they brought her back. So after that, like, she was just like, you know, she has the long-term COVID effects. And she was just like that she, she was at home. She said people were coming by, like fans and shit was leaving shit at the door. And then she ended up leaving because she was like, she just wanted to fucking rest and have peace. She said she didn't let people in the house because, you know, her husband had COVID and she had COVID. And so she was just like, you know, I'm just trying to chill. She said to her and her sister were estranged and they don't, it's, it's not uncommon for them not to talk and all this. I think the only thing I, okay, I will say this family shit is tricky. Okay. I was raised to where you don't put your shit out there. So like, but I've had plenty of family shit that like, I don't, I just don't talk about. Right. Um, so family shit can be complicated and, and tricky, but I thought it was weird that if she, you know, if she, you know, when she said that she died or whatever, and they brought her back, um, did she not tell her kids that I'm just confused by that piece because her kids didn't hear from her either. So when that happened, 
uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like I would have told my family. I would have told, like, I mean, somebody. Like, if you're not close to your sister, I'm sure you're close to your kids, though, right? So I think what it seemed like it happened was, like, when the kids got concerned, I think they went to the sister and was like, yo, have you heard from mom? Because I haven't heard from her either. And, you know, dude over there is not really telling this shit. Because I think that's how, I think they it frightened them. That's how they, they deemed her missing. Because right now we're living in a world that's really fucking crazy out here and i personally uh if it if it was my sister um i personally would have been worried too i don't think it was for attention people are saying it was from the sister i don't personally think so i think she just might have been freaked out uh the fact that you know they, they don't know where she is they don't know her status on covid they don't know if she's okay and i mean people out here just crazy shit going on so i feel like that's probably the the reason why um that they probably overreacted i'm not sure I also was listening to this one podcast and they were like that, um, how celebrity shit and celebrity life is just so different and that, you know, some, like maybe she just really did not feel like being fucking bothered. And my thing is like, I feel like she deserves the right. I was glad that she popped out of wherever she was and was just like, yo, this is what it is. Leave me the fuck be. I'm good. And so if she says she good, then she good. So I don't know. Hopefully she, um, you know, still just have a speedy recovery. She said she just got her first, um, COVID negative test. So I keep telling y'all COVID, yo, shit crazy. But, um, but yeah, so I wanted to give an update about Kelly Price. So what we're going to do now, um, let's just jump into the thought of the week. This week, I plan to talk about friendships and how they evolve and also, um, how to make friendships when you're older. So let's just jump into the thought of the week. All right. So for the thought of the week this week, I wanted to talk about friendships. I was telling my friend uh, the other day, I was like, I feel like I, I can talk so much about friendships, relationships, you know, all the time, because I feel like it's so many different aspects of it. Um, so when I, thought about this week's thought of the week. This is actually a conversation that I had from this week, um, on friendships and, and why is it, why does it seem like it's so much more difficult, um, in your older years? So when I first started looking this stuff up and just to, just to give me some thinking points on what to say today, um, I found something that was really interesting. It said that our, basically like your number of friendships starts declining at 25 and so your peak level of making friends is going to be at 25. And then after 25, your relationships start to dwindle out. Um, it was a lot of things that went through my mind in regards to that. Cause I actually thought about myself and I was like, you know what? That's actually really accurate. Right. I, I, I tell uh, the child a lot. I don't know how much he believes me or not, because I think he feels like he knows what he has going on at 18. But, you know, I think when you're, f- when you first leave and say like you go to college or say you just leave the house in general, you spend those first couple of years like trying to figure out like who the fuck you are, right? Even into your twenties, you're still trying to figure out like, what am I doing career wise? Like, what do I, you know, who am I as a person? Um, and so I feel like, you know, you have a lot of friends or maybe people that you just might align with that. I think uh, I was gonna say that that really don't, that really might not be good. But I don't want to say that it's just more so I think um, 
I think when you're younger, you're you're more capable of, of like just putting up with bullshit. Like when I say and think about some of my friends when I was young, I I mean some of my friends were toxic as fuck. Or it was like the friends that was like just doing tragic shit all the time and you just kinda be like, Oh, well, you know, that's them or you know, you, you take on so many people energies and all that because you don't know any better. Like you kinda just be like, you know, okay, you know, this person extra or whatever. Like I know it, it was always a saying of like you always have one person in the group, right? It's always that one, but you still hung out with the person, you know, cause you, cause you weren't really thinking nothing of it either. I think that type of thing doesn't work when you start getting older, because usually you start going through maturation processes and you know, you're maturing and, or you, you, you know, become married or you have a family or whatever to where your life shifts. So usually it's like, you kind of like do shedding. I talk a lot about shedding because I feel like I've been in a season for a long time of like shedding because my life and how I, how I want to align and how I align is different. And do I have friends that have some differences for me? Yeah. Right. A little bit. But for the most part though, the people that I call my friends and align myself with are good people. Like they are very similar to myself. They carry the same level of core values you know, um, and we're really similar in a lot of ways. Right. And I think that's what kind of make the friendships work because we understand each other, you know, um, I have, and, and then also I have, I kind of try to figure out my friends too. Like I have some friends who don't require a lot. And then I have some friends who might require a little more, but at the end of the day, regardless of if you require a lot and require, you know, you don't require that much it's only so much Mika going to give you. Right. And so like, I feel like you have to be understanding of the fact of like, this is all I got to give right now. And I'm gonna pop in and do that. But you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not really a talk everyday person. Right. I don't really do that too often. Uh, not with everyone. Um, so yeah, so I think it's just kind of like knowing what you got going on. I think that kind of helps as far as like friendships. So I did look this up to kind of like see, what I, I looked up from a standpoint of, um, what can you do to help you make friends? If you are looking for friends in say your thirties or later, I will say that I think also another thing that makes it harder too, is when you start getting into your career and you might find a few coworkers that might be pretty cool to hang out with. Um, one of my best friends is, uh, we met as coworkers. We are the most unlikely of people to have been friends. And now she's like family. So um, we've been in each other lives for what, eight years now. Uh, so, so that happens. Right. But I, I think it's, it can be rare because I, I, like for me personally, I don't usually hang out with coworkers in general. I usually like to just, I'm more of a, you know, personable without being personal, because I think that your, your personal life and work should be kind of separate. Uh, a lot of people don't maybe agree with me on that, but that's kind of how I am. So I usually don't, uh, put my business like just out there at work. Um, as far as like, like me personally, but when I sit and think about it, last night, me and Les was in the car and we're, um, we're driving back to Charlotte and I asked her, I said, what do you think that you struggle the most with when it comes to making friends? And her answer was kind of like my answer. And she was just like that. She thinks that what bothers her the most and halts her sometimes in relationships is trust. 
And that's something that I feel like I've struggled with in the past as far as like, um, you know, making friends. Like I, I definitely think that I overthink and I definitely think that I'm, I can be a little guarded uh, when it comes to who I want to put in my space and what kind of energy that I want to have in my space and just who I want to align with. So I, I'm more of one of those people like you don't realize that I'm paying attention, but I'm paying attention and, you know, I'm observing. And so if I feel comfortable, I'll, you know, jump out there. But if I don't, you know, then I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, uh, so I, I won't, you know, um, look into like having a, um, a relationship or a friendship and things like that. So I can be a little, I think definitely in, I'm 37. I think definitely in my thirties, I was a little more hesitant on who I wanted to, um, have in my life. I, I know, uh, we, we try to hang out with people. Like we love, you know, meeting couples and like, you know, maybe interacting in that way, you know, just to have different type of friends. Um, that didn't always work well with us. So, uh, and then people, sometimes relationships can spill over into yours or, or you have people that can kind of like, you know, like project their stuff, uh, from what they got going on into yours. So I'm really cautious about who, I have in my space, who I have around my family, all of that. Like I personally am. So for me, I'm one of those people that a lot of my friendships are old friendships, friendships that I've had for a very long time. I, besides some of my fresh ones, and it's not that many, the rest of them are, uh, they're all my friends from childhood. And then if it's not from childhood, then it's from when I was in college. So it's still like, you know, 15, 16 years of friendship, you know, uh, and then some people are like, you know, 20 years of friendship, stuff like that. So for me, like I would be one of those people that would have difficulty finding, um, friendships because I work from home. Uh, all my coworkers at this point are in different States. So there's no one here that I, that there's no one in North Carolina that I actually work with because we're all over, you know, uh, United States. And, um, I kind of, I just be chilling so I can be kind of like a homebody. I can be kind of introverted at times. Um, because I, I talk a lot about me just like living it up in my solitude and that's my jam. So I really enjoy spending time with myself. So I can be one of those people that probably would struggle with friendships, like making friendships if that was what I wanted to do. Right. So I looked up, uh, some of the things that will help with finding friendships in your later years. So the first one was don't overthink it. Um, I, like I said, I'm one of those people that overthink because I could be quirky, right? Like I, I love to sit and talk. I love to sit and talk about my feelings. Leslie jokes to me all the time. She's like, Oh Lord, here come Mika one talk about our feelings, but I love to just get into it. Like a conversation. Like I'm, I'm one of those friends. Like I want to talk, right? If I'm going to actually talk, I want to actually talk about something that, you know, Sometimes it'd be like stupid shit. And sometimes, you know, I actually would like to hear your thoughts on something. So I need stimulation. And, uh, so sometimes I, I don't know, uh, if that's always, I guess, quote unquote, cool for some people. So I think you can overthink it by thinking that this person might not want to talk to you or thinking like, oh, you know, we might not have nothing in common. So let me not even try. Like, you know, just kind of talk yourself out of, you know, even trying to navigate the friendship or or starting the friendship. Um, and that's something you just shouldn't do. Like, if you feel like you want to 
just talk to somebody and just see what they're about and just talk to them, start a conversation and just see, you know, that doesn't mean you have to like go out and do all this stuff. Just have a conversation and see. The second one was find your audience. I thought this was a good point because like I said it for myself, like I pretty much, I mean, I hang out with people that we, you know, we kind of vibe to the same stuff, you know, um, or we have some kind of commonalities in something. So for me, like when I was kind of looking to open my circle a little bit, I joined a book club and met some really cool people, uh, through book club. And we, you know, we sit and talk and we, you know, sometimes we'll just sit and have conversations about books, you know, nothing too serious. I have a foodie group. We go on food tours. Um, I plan them. I love doing it. And we literally will meet up and we'll, you know, do the tours and we talk food and we'll do different restaurants. We'll go to wineries. And that's another element of me that like, I really enjoy doing. Um, and I, and I run, you know, I started running, um, where like I actually participate in like the run season and I actually, you know, do, um, quite a few races throughout the year. I started doing that, I think seven years ago. And then I met people through running. Um, I joined a run group that meets at a brewery and I, uh, yeah, I met people through, through running. And so we, to this day, we still get up, we do races together, you know, we might sit and go out to eat after and stuff like that. And so those were, you know, like those are people that we are so unlikely to be friends, but we have commonalities that connect us to where we have a vibe with each other. And then that grows into other stuff where, Now, you know, like I met your family, you know, my family, you know, now we're talking about this, we're talking about that. And it just kind of builds into, you know, these different relationships. So definitely finding your audience. I know for me, I, um, I just started using the meetup app, um, because I'm new in Charlotte. And so sometimes I'm looking for things like that, that might be going on. Like, you know, as far as like, uh, you know, we've been in COVID, so I've been doing a lot of my stuff virtually. So I haven't actually, um, really been around people like that. And so just today I was on meetup and I saw like a brunch group that meet for brunch, um, here in Charlotte. I thought that might've been pretty cool to try out, um, a wine group. I think it was wine, wine and books maybe. So I'm not really sure what that one is. It might, it might be a book club slash wine club. And then it was another one that, that I saw that was, uh, a, a book club that meets at Starbucks. So it's just stuff like that. Like, I mean, I think if, if you really actually like want to make friends, I think you kind of got to put the energy in like making friends or just being social, you know, like I don't, I, I don't know anybody in the city that I live in except for like a handful of people. And so, um, I, you know, just opening that up a little bit and just trying to find like commonalities. All right. So the third point was make a list of potential friends. I think this can kind of work together with the next one. I'm going to say the next one was leverage your online community. So let me explain what that means. Like there's people that I follow that I don't talk to, um, in my personal life, but I might talk to online. Um, in, in my mind, I think that even when you, so, so I'm going to talk about both points. So in my mind, like when you are online, online is a social construct, right? Like it's, it's, that's what it's for. It's for you to be social. So you might literally have, like I say, sometimes I'm like joking, I'm like, oh, it's my Facebook friend. Like I have Facebook friends, you know, like, cause I might talk to them on there. It might've been somebody I went to college with and we, you know, haven't seen each other in person, but we still just kind of keep up and pop in with each other. Um, 
And I think it's amazing when stuff organically happened that way that you can meet friends and, you know, maybe, maybe you might see this person and see what they got going on. And, uh, and then you want to see if you can be friends. Like, um, friend of the show, Myra, she came on and I just, I mean, I thought she was dope, but I, I already thought that right before, you know, she had even came on a show. We had been Facebook friends since we were in college and, you know, the overthinking part where I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, um, I molded over asking her to come on the show for like two, three months. Cause I didn't know if she would come on or if she wanted to. And, um, and so then it was just like, you know, I really liked her. I want, and I wanted to, you know, build a, a friendship with her. Right. And so that organically happened from us being year, like friends for years online. And then just being like, oh, you know, this is nice. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, like we both were paying attention to each other all this time on, online. And that's what I mean. It's like, I think you can, uh, you can pick and choose, you know, who, who might be a potential friend for you. I met someone else. Um, Tosh, she came on the show. Uh, I met her when she came and visited my book club and I mean, and she uh, moderated it and she was absolutely amazing. Like absolutely amazing. Like her love of books, I was like, yo, you know, she is really cool. And we genuinely have, you know, a really neat friendship, you know, and we talk and we pop in. It's not like an everyday thing, but we pop in, we say what's up and, you know, it's cool. And I, and I just randomly met her, you know, just a random afternoon. And so it doesn't happen often when I personally am like, oh yeah, I want to be this person's friend. But I think that sometimes you do meet people where you're like, this could be a potential friend. And then what you do with that, like, you know, you might sit and kind of mull it over. You might sit and kind of pay attention a little more, or you might sit and be like, Hey, you know, like, can I get your numbers? We can, you know, talk and stuff like that. So I think, um, making it work for you. I'm not a big online person, me personally, like I'm on there and I'm more so on there just like to interact with y'all and stuff like that. I try to pop in on my own, like say Instagram and do a little story and, you know, maybe post the kids or something like that. Uh, on my own personal page but for the most part like I don't really like I hate it sometimes when people are like oh you didn't see this and this on online oh you didn't see this on Instagram like you didn't see this on Facebook and I'm like no because like I if you if you're trying to keep me up to date with your life through that I I don't know half time what anybody's doing with themselves because I don't really be on her like that or paying attention to other people so at least to my last point um is put it on your calendar. So I think this is an important point. I actually do this a lot. Um, and I actually get on, I get on Leslie a lot about this, about being intentional with her friends, because when you really want to make a person know that they're important and make them know that like, you know, I want to spend time with you and I, and our friendship is important and just having this time, then you need to fucking make time. And sometimes that's another reason why friendships kind of dwindle out because you start working and you get busy and you get busy with life. So you have to be intentional with the time that you spend. So marking the shit on your calendar, calling them up and being like, Hey, what are you doing this and this day? Let's plan something this day. And not just, not just leaving it out there. Like, Oh, we're going to do something. You know, we'll figure it out. No, like we're going to do this, this day at this time. Okay, cool bet. Right. I do it with my friends all the time. I plan stuff all the time. 
um, just let them know. And even if it's not like every month, it might be every other or something like that, but just let them know like, Hey, like, you know, I definitely want to hang out with you. I definitely, you know, want to spend time and stuff like that. So I think friendships can be difficult, uh, when we get older, because now we're older and we may be a little more guarded or we may be just in our heads about like, what kind of friendship do you want this to be? It's so many things with friendships. Um, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's levels to it. I think, um, like I said, I have some friends that require a lot. I have some, some friends that don't require anything and we just pick back up right when we see each other and it could be a year and we just pick up like we never, you know, whatever. And so, uh, I don't know. Uh, I want you guys to share your thoughts with me in regards to, do you find it difficult for you to find friends? Um, maybe like in your thirties and after, and, uh, what do you think was the differences between when you are younger making friends opposed to when you're older? Um, I, I would definitely like to hear your thoughts. So definitely, uh, you know, share your thoughts on my, um, on my uh, Instagram page and we have a conversation or Twitter. I'm gonna post it on there as well. And that was pretty much all I had today for the thought of the week. Uh, don't forget to um, follow the show. You can find the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can pretty much find um, podcasts. Don't forget to follow me on uh, social media. So Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Twitter is IJMT podcast. And if you ever want to contact me directly, uh, it's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell a friend, tell a friend. Don't forget to rate the show. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.